There are a lot of systems of beliefs, but at the end of the day, all of them have fatal flaws except Christianity. I think what I wanted to pull back into this space is the more you investigate it, the more reasons you find to believe that Christianity is the belief system that makes the most sense out of the world that we are experiencing. This is Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, in the church, and the broader Christian faith. Welcome back. I'm Paige, and this week we are again talking apologetics with reasons to believe, taking a look at the doubts that may have pulled us away, but the reasons that brought us back to Christ. This episode is part of a series. You can get the rest of the episodes, learn more about the guests in this series, about the resources we provide, or about the larger work that we are doing at studywithfriends.org. It's interesting because I would I would assert that the whole world is trying to uncover truth. Mm-hmm. And people come at it in a lot of different ways. And you and I have had the conversation that like other religions have pieces in them that are getting it right. Not relativism. We are not relativists. <laughs> We're not saying your truth, my truth, and all truth. But I know. mean, there are just some aspects like someone gets something right. Something. Yeah. yeah. Like it's some well, that, not every religion metaphor. isn't all wrong. Right. Like you, I <laughs> use the metaphor of like, here's the thing. We're all searching for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And there is one answer somewhere, mm-hmm. right? pulling out the fact that whether or not Christians got it right, whatever, there is one answer. Yeah. So if everyone's looking for the same thing, everyone's going to find like a piece of it, the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's like if at least a piece of the same, at least a piece. It's like if we had a giant, it's like if God is a giant T-Rex, right? (laughs) Follow me on this. (laughs) And, there's fossils underground, right? And we're all on a little excavation okay, to I was find. Like, I, I feel was like, like you yeah, would God find God is a dinosaur. Right there. God, uh, is, a God dinosaur. is a dinosaur. No. Uh, the If we're all on an excavation to find the dinosaur, right? And we found the... Depending on where you start, start that excavation, so you're going to find different it's parts. Like we found yeah. a head, and, it, and some people are like 150 yards over, they're like, we found a bug that indicates the existence of the dinosaur. And we're like... <laughs> We found found the dinosaur and they're like, no, no, no. We'll decide when we found the dinosaur. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's like, we're all looking at the same dinosaur. Yeah. Like we're all looking, we're looking for, for the same dinosaur. Mm -hmm. So, so what I was going to say about the same dinosaur about historical theology is there have been a lot of really, really intelligent people, really intelligent. Like, can you imagine being the person who thought, wait a minute, if God is all these things, then he would have, and like coining the phrase middle knowledge, mm-hmm. like smart people have yeah. thought about this stuff and tried to figure out how and if the Bible squares up with reality mm-hmm. and what we are experiencing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about the historical theology book because it showed like it not only did it explain like how we came to believe what we believe, it also explained tests that failed. And Mm -hmm. things that people asserted that other people were like, that can't be right because of this. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it's like, show me your work, you know, show me the process. Um, And there's all kinds of doctrines. So uh, we we learned about um, the doctrine of simplicity, the doctrine of um, eternity, the doctrine of um, 
and I was fascinated with those and it gave me an anchor. Um, so one of the things, the doctrine of simplicity is God is God all the way, all the time. Mm-hmm. And oh, I remember actually reading wrote, that paper I for you. wrote it, my final paper oh. on that because that's so, even though it's not simple to think about God, all of God, what it means is like, he is simple. He is one. He's not, like you said, there's not multiple gods. He is, there's unity there. It's simple. He is one being. And he is that thing all the time in every way. And so the doctrine of simplicity, for example, speaks to can he be good and also just? Can he be good? You know what I mean? So how can he be all these things all the time? Um, The other one that changed my mind on Molinism my professor is going to be so happy that I'm saying this publicly because we had a whole conversation about it. Name drop. Um, no. Um, <laughs> he um, really did work with me because I was like, I'm not, I was like, you know, I'm that person in class. I'm like, I don't, I'm not buying it. And the, we had to have like Zoom calls. So I was like, you're going to have to walk me through this. He gave he me a huge email. I was like, okay, you've made some progress, but I still need more and because I came with a presupposition I because I had so dealt much. with free will and predestination for such a long time. And I had finally felt satisfied in the Molinism answer. And so for him to upend that, I was like, don't do that. What I've stop it. finally got something. <laughs> what is he like? So the doctrine of eternality, this is crazy. If God is eternal, and eternal is not the same thing as infinite. Mm -hmm. So infinite is time bound because it's like forever, which is a time bound statement. But God is eternal. And so what I had to build a system around is that when God created the earth, he also created time and space. Mm -hmm. If God exists inside of space, then you actually have to make him smaller because he created that. Mm -hmm. If God exists in time, that makes him smaller because he created that. Time is a construct. Mm -hmm. And so it's a creation. That was the first thing I had to wrap my brain around, that time and space were creations in the same way as... God doesn't have to work within that. That's right. And so that's what eternal means. He is outside of those things. Mm -hmm. And so what my professor said, and thank God I do online... Um, classes because I had to pause it and I was like what did he just say <laughs> he he said so for example God can wake up in the morning this is obviously totally anthropomorphic but and have a cup of coffee and work with something that's happening in 1924 and then have breakfast and work with something that's happening in 2082 it's all of time huh. is in front of him. Yeah, it's not like, huh. it's not it's, linear to him. Yeah, it's yeah. not linear. That helped me understand that God did not have to, even though he did, this is a whole different conversation, even though he did start creation and have everything sorted out, mm-hmm. he didn't have to work in the what ifs because he sorted it all out. He is sovereign. He mm-hmm. did it all. He yeah. sorted it all out. And he sits outside of it. And so that helped me to understand how he could be sovereign, how we could have free will, because he can work within choices that we make, but he has the larger, like he has the final say. Mm -hmm. So like as a mom that I get that, like my, when my kids were young, I was like, okay, we can do this or we can do this. And I knew where we were going. (laughs) 
Um, I wrote a blog about prayer and it was actually about you and your dad. Um, and how dad, you, you've never read it. Super cute pictures of you in that blog. Okay. So you were like three and you, it was about him planting his garden and you were like, can I help? And okay, she's three. But he says yes, and he knows what the garden's going to be in the end, but he lets her make her decisions and make choices as long as they don't mess up the master plan, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, we can conceive of this, and that was what helped me to understand sovereignty and free will, predestination, um, a good God in in the context of suffering. All of that was really helpful for me. So I'm just going to recommend that book again. Oh, I put it down. Uh, really good book that helped me to understand the doctrines of God that people have worked out over time from scripture and world experience and how it all fits together. I mean, you know, one of the things that my professor says, and I actually really believe is there are a lot of systems of belief, a lot of belief systems. But at the end of the day, all of them have fatal flaws except Christianity. Mm-hmm. Like all of them, there's this one goose egg that like basically takes down the whole thing. And in most cases, it's how good is good enough. Mm-hmm. It, it's really the, the um, sanctification thing. I think what I wanted to pull back into this space is the more you investigate it, the more reasons you find to believe that Christianity is the belief system that makes the most sense out of the world that we are experiencing. Mm -hmm. And what you said earlier about presuppositions, I think it's important for us all to recognize that we have those. Even people who are atheistic and agnostic, they have presuppositions that like, you can't know. That was what I was saying, the doctrine of knowledge. John Frame also does a really great expansive work on the doctrine of knowledge. And then he does the doctrine of the knowledge of God. Like how much can we know about God? Um, to your point, Lane, um, one of the things that we don't usually think about is God for sure hasn't revealed everything about himself to right. us. Like, we don't know everything there is to know yeah. about God. We think we do because we're just hubris. Yeah. But if you if you just stick your toe in that water, it's like the Job stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you remember, oh, I'm a teeny tiny little flea in the universe and in the expanse of time. And yet I think I'm entitled to some kind of treatment, mm-hmm. some kind of knowledge, remi- some I kind of experience. My, I asked my friend a couple weeks ago, I said, like, because she was talking about doubts, and I said, do you think that God owes you his revelation? Mm. She's like, <laughs> dang. <laughs> it's really good. Dang. It's really good. Yeah, like, we do. Yeah. We And I, I wonder if that's somewhat a first world situation, mm-hmm. but we're super entitled people. Yeah. And we think we're owed all of it. Well, yeah. that was really good. <laughs> That's because you were studying Job. <laughs> that was your rephrase <laughs> of the smackdown at the end of Job. <laughs> okay, so we can cut it out if you don't want to. But I I would push back a little bit on that concept because in my head, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> if you want me to worship you, I'm good. Why don't you give me a reason to? Does well, that, that make sense? Uh, he has, he has given of, you a reason. Right. To. Yeah. I was just going to say, we can cut this out. 
but it will be because you want to, because here's the bottom line. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> you are stubborn. Very. And if you do a fair, as you've already experienced, if you do a fair assessment and continue to walk down the road and continue to let people speak into your doubts and questions, you will get to the end of that place where you're like, oh, he is worthy of my worship. Not because he's revealed everything to us, but because he has revealed plenty, more than enough for us to understand he is the creator, he is sovereign, he is good. If you need any proof that he's good, all you have to do is look at the cross. Right. No, I understand that. And if... He settled I that once and for all. I'm talking about more of like that. personal revelation. Like God needs to like show me like something like right personal. Like He doesn't owe me that. Yeah. Like He doesn't owe me anything. No, I get that. I I, I honestly do get that from like a personal standpoint of like He doesn't have to tell me what's going on mm-hmm. in my life or what's going to go on in my life or why. Cert- like, but but uh, my thing is like. I've been struggling to find a reason to justify creating it all, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, which is a little bleak. And by a little bleak, I mean very bleak. Because he wanted to. very bleak. Well, that's... (laughs) And he is allowed to do whatever he wants. I guess he's allowed to do whatever he wants, but... And maybe this is me putting human traits on a... Inhuman God, but I'm like, well, if you created the world, you created the universe, you created these people, and you said, worship me. I'm over here like, why? You, I don't know I didn't think ask, he says he worship didn't me. I think he's innately deserving of yeah. worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why? Okay, you you <laughs> can go. I don't want to be like a No, let her, let her do no, it. No, I mean, I think that he's innately deserving of worship because of everything we've already talked about. Like, he did create you, you so you like. I haven't been convinced that that is a good thing. I see where you're coming from. Do you, see, do you understand? Yeah. Like, I, uh... I, it was a story, and it might not be true, but I read it, um, and <laughs> so therefore I think it's true. Uh, an example being like the uh, a, a person in a an, on an island that is completely cut off from the world, right? And a missionary goes to, goes there, and the missionary tells him tells the people on the island about Jesus, mm-hmm. and the, one of the island people say, so what about all the people who died before? So in order to get to heaven, we have to know about Jesus. That's not and true. He's like, yeah. I don't think that's true, though. Well, the question, yeah. So it's like, well, what about all the people who died before you got well, here? Well, the Bible know about says Jesus? in Romans 1 that um, everyone essentially is held accountable to their own knowledge. Mm-hmm. So the man on the island, he sees creation. He can say, okay, there is a God and he's deserving of my worship. And that's right. it. That's the bottom line. He doesn't need to know the story. Right. So great. So that's what the missionary says. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you know, it's, it's no, y- they, they don't have to know Jesus in order to get into heaven. They're held accountable to their own knowledge. Mm-hmm. So then the man says, then why would you tell us? Because the Bible says to. Well, and also because but of do you sin. get the because of sin concept of sin and yeah. the reconciliation that we can have with God through His Son because of sin. I 
I don't find that a satisfying answer. Like, That's okay. Here's the thing: is you're still on your journey. I am very. And still I'm really still excited the, like, yeah. about the the pathway that you've made on the journey thus far. Come back in a year, and tell us how your journey is going. Yeah. Because. Well, the Gianna special. Yeah, the Gianna, the Gianna moment. Don't. My head's already too big. Um. <laughs> there. Um. There was something that. Did you say, oh, I want to come back to that, or do you already do it? I mean, there's something I wanted to touch on, but I feel like it's kind of like an ending. Okay. Well, well, I can talk about it now. Actually, never mind. Kind of getting there. Um, But my biggest thing, like, I am also, like, a logical, science-y person, but on the other side of, like, not, like, chem and biology. On like I said, like, I'm a psychology major, so I'm on that side of things. So for you... I'm just trying to be like relatable and also talk to like my thing like for you going all the way back is like logical and like asking that question for me and I'm not going to do it well it's not even bad um for me it was when I got to college I'm going to do my own thing and see how that goes for me mm. and it backfired oh and it now never I'm goes here. well yeah no but I'm just that's just because I'm, I'm a terrible judge like, of character and the <laughs> thing is i know that because like i've seen other people i wouldn't call it rebelling so i was like i don't condone this but i condone exploring faith mm-hmm. there we go good um exploring your faith sometimes at parties <laughs> <laughs> but not even that like it's i think that's also the thing is like people see my version of exploring my faith as rebelling mm-hmm. but honestly i didn't i still like i was still at my school i was part of like we had like a little christian club mm-hmm. or like a fellowship thing i still went to that like i still went to church um but i think before i like i started doing that like early into like my freshman year but i started at first i was like i'm here and i'm just gonna do what i want and Mm -hmm. i think also a lot of times christians or not even christians people that just don't well actually never mind in this thing um christians will look at that of like I'm gonna do what I want as I'm gonna go out to parties, I'm gonna go get drunk, I'm gonna have sex before marriage, I'm gonna do all this and that. And it's like that's not what I did at all. Like there's still basically it was just like, let me see what I can do without God. Mm-hmm. How, if, if I like, can figure it out on my own. If I can figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do that a lot, like just in life. Like I do a lot of things on my own. Um, don't ask for help. Don't know if that's an ADHD thing. It might just be just an, an independent thing. I think we're just really stubborn people. I think it's also yeah. how America is, that's the DNA of America. Yeah. Like self-made, self-taught, yeah. self-help, self-esteem, self, you know. And it also plays self, into. Self, self, self. It also plays into like vulnerability because you have to, even to like ask a question in class, you have to be vulnerable to mm-hmm. speak up and sound stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but it's like if it helps you understand, like that's also like a great thing for me. Is like if it helps you understand, ask the question or yeah. be vulnerable, yeah. ask for help. That's exactly right. And that's what I realized after I was like, let me see if I can do this, like without God. Like let's see how far I can go on my own. And I was like, oh, I can't at all. Like yeah. I can't. Didn't really work out. No. Doctor Phil moment. How's that working for you? <laughs> and I think that. It's also, it's hard for me to say it from my perspective because, like, I did grow up in the faith. So it's like I always knew, like, I can just go back to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like. Kind of kept it in your back pocket. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like Gianna when you're saying you got rid of like your what was it suppositions or mm-hmm. yeah, like, like a bias. Tried to, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, bias, presuppositions, bias, presuppositions. That's what it was. Um, you didn't ask any assumptive questions. That's what leading questions. Saying. Leading yeah. questions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like yeah. For me, like people would assume like rebelling is like going out and doing like crazy things. Like I knew that I was like I'm not. I don't really feel like doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like doing my own thing, and I, mean, I still do my own thing. But it's kind of like what we talked about last time. Like, it's not a set of rules anymore to me. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, a list of things that I have to go through. Like, it's just, like, there are things that are part of my life now. It's some, because it's part of my yeah. relationship. It's something that someone you trust told you is best for you. Exactly. And like so I, you then do it. Yeah. I understand that. Like, I feel like... I feel like I understand what's on the other side of a leap of faith, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up in the church and because I grew up with my mom and because... And your dad. And my dad. <laughs> but... Well, yeah, yeah. And my dad. <laughs> but, um, like, I understand why people would worship God. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get why people would follow God's commands, guidelines, um, advice, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but there's a, there's the leap, there's a leap. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to jump over that until I know for sure that, well, I, I, I'm, I was like, I'm not gonna jump over that until I know for sure God exists, which I established. Mm-hmm. But now the question isn't, does God exist? I believe God exists. The question is, does he deserve to be worshiped? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's like where I'm getting, I'm coming up to it. I keep, I'm like a, I'm just, I'm just like a dumb cat hitting my head against the same wall because I forget that it's there. But like, I just keep going. Well, I think that's fair. I think it's fair for you to say, I'm going to make that leap when I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And I, all I'm saying is, and I would say this to anybody who has doubts or feels trepidation about starting the faith journey or has doubts in the middle of their faith journey just keep having the conversation. Hi again, it's Paige. Thanks again for joining us in our study today. We hope that you found some great truths to apply to your life and encouragement for your faith as you continue to mature in your walk with Jesus. We here at Study With Friends are modeled more like a small group. We want to encourage you to continue your growth through the local church. If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to find one where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study with Friends is a completely donor-supported ministry. And if we have blessed you, would you consider donating to us? Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. We'd also love to stay connected. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can stream us on the go wherever you are with iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies on YouTube. If all that seems to be a bit too much for you, feel free to email us. You can find our email address on our website, studywithfriends.org. While you're there, you can check out a myriad of other resources we have that are all free for you. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time when we study with friends. Mm-hmm.